You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. Coming up on today's regular free version of the Sexy Marriage Radio, recorded live while at the 2019 Sexy Marriage Radio getaway, your questions are answers. And on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, twice as long, and you can get more information and subscribe at smrnation.com, get a sneak peek into the Q&A session that happens each year at the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway. All that's coming up on today's show. For years here at the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, we've offered the Mastermind Group for men. Right. And now we have something for you wives. Yeah, we're excited about this. We're going to do small groups uh, for wives to have a safe place to share their experience. Um, The goal is going to be to create a no-pressure, safe place to share, to be heard, to be inspired by other wives who are brave enough to honestly talk about marriage and sex. No judgment, no advice allowed. Um, each SMR circle is going to last four weeks. It's going to take place within our private Slack chat area. So, um, you're, it's going to be a, each group will have a members only channel for their circle. So everybody else in the Academy will not be seeing what they're talking about. Uh, so if you're interested in joining that, the SMR circle, you just go join the Academy. That's out at, um, smrnation.com forward slash SMR Academy. So come join us. We'd love to see you in the circle. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, coming to you live from the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Where we are wrapping up, uh, as we're recording this, we're wrapping up day two? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is, the, yes, we started yesterday. Today's okay. day number two. I'm sorry, I, w- I got lost my bearings there for a second. I get it, I get are. it, I get it. It's a whirlwind. <laughs> where uh, I'm going to be uh, totally biased and say that the time thus far has been fantastic. And hopefully people out in the audience that are here with us are, will confirm that. Yeah. Uh, that was good. Other validation. Thank you for that. Well, this is Dr. Corey Allen alongside my wife, Pam. Hey, everyone. As always. And we love the fact that the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation spends time with us each and every week, however you find us. Uh, we're so grateful that you do. And we just hope that you'll help other people find us too. And so the way you can do that is jump on iTunes, rate and review the show, leave a comment. Uh, do the same on Spotify or iHeartRadio or however you choose to listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would just leave a comment and subscribe, that helps us climb the charts, spread the word that married sex is the hotbed for sex because we only not only just want to see marriages survive, we want to see them thrive. Yeah. And so the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway is going on and we've been spending quite a bit of time during the deep dives on just some of the main concepts that make this whole thing of marriage work. And where we want to go with today's show is something that we've talked about before in in the histories and in the archives, but it's that we got an emailer of a listener that um, asked us to do a podcast about one-sided sex. One-sided, okay. So when you hear that term, Pam, what comes to mind if you think about that? And then secondarily, is the idea of one-sided sex a positive thing or a negative thing? Uh, One-sided sounds like it's 
Yeah, okay. I'll go ahead and have sex because uh, you want it. That's what it just initially okay. sounds like to me. Okay. Um, maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. What would I be some of the delineating factors of one one or the other, do you think? Uh, good maybe. Yeah, I'm not in the mood, but I'll go ahead and do it because I know that um, that's something you're wanting right now and I I want to be there for you. Bad would be, I really don't want to do it. I'm guilted into it. Um, I'm I'm just doing it because I feel guilty because maybe I haven't been there for you for a month. <laughs> okay, okay, and that's fair because I think if you look at it in in the whole this whole show, the emailer that that emailed in, he referenced a Psychology Today article, and it's a great one, and I'll put it in the show notes because it it does unpack it on on this concept that we want to explore some. Okay. But it's it's talking about the role of one-sided sex in relationships. And the way it unfolds as it goes is they put it... So to set the framework for this discussion in the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, this is taking out of the equation the idea of the the sex where both sides are really into it. It's It's a great interchange, follow the connection, right, that we all are longing for in marriage. All right, so we're taking that out. This has right. nothing to do with that. Right, because I think if you've been married any longer than your honeymoon, you know that sometimes there's just a functional level to sex. Sure. That it's not always we just all saw God and came 16 times and are so exhausted we can't even walk to the bathroom to clean ourselves up. Wow. Wow. That's an event. Well, that was last night, right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And that's one of those things that usually only happens in a hotel. Because at home, right. you don't got time for that kind of stuff to and unfold. Kids are around. Yeah, you get interrupted too many times. But it's recognizing that this whole conversation is taking that out of the equation. Because there is an element of sometimes we just can't, as people, sustain that. And I think one of the things at the outset of this conversation, we need to at least level set things with the listeners in the Radio Nation. That sometimes that is not always attainable. Sure. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That makes it kind of in the normal mm-hmm. category, mm-hmm. right? And so what he's doing in this article is he's talking about there are elements of one-sided sex. There's three types. Okay. Okay? You have pity sex, you have charity sex, and you have peace-inducing sex. Okay. My wife is writing these down. All right. So quickly, give me your every woman's interpretation, response, reaction to pity sex? What comes to mind? So this is just my gut of this what that sounds like? This is you. You are the voice of every woman in the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation right now. All no right. pressure. All right. So here's what it sounds like to me. Pity sex sounds like, oh, I feel kind of sorry for you because I, I haven't wanted it and you just, you're moping around like a little dog. And okay, I'll go ahead and have sex. That's kind of getting a little too close to home sometimes there, right? girl. Okay, so that's what it's, that, with the <laughs> okay. word pity, that's what it sounds okay. like to me. That's, and that's, I think that's spot on because there is an element of I feel sorry for the person. And again, I'm using this as we've set this up. I'm using it as your reaction, not as a woman, but as a participant in the human race because this is cross-gender. This is not just 
the woman is the one that will give out these three different kinds. Okay. So hear that very, very clearly. This can happen on both sides. There can okay. be the time where a and man... And my would... definition may be wrong. We're saying here, this is just what I'm hearing. No, no I got you. Well, okay. I, actually, it's in line with what his article is talking about. Okay. So. Well, bonus for me. Well okay. done. You've, you've, you're, you're on the ball. Okay. okay. So, so charity sex, I would... I, I'm I'm a, I'm struggling a little bit with that one. The word charity, charity, tripping you up? yeah, maybe. It, uh, I, I don't know Th- that one. Maybe I feel like I just haven't been there for him, right? Okay, so it's less. I feel That's, sorry for the person. Yeah, and it's more. It's a recognition of maybe uh, I really haven't been holding up my end of the deal. I don't know. Okay, I'm a little. I'm struggling a little bit with the charity one. Struggling with that one. Okay, we can come okay. back. Okay, stick a pin in it. Peace inducing sounds to me like in, you know, we talked about this morning, you asked everybody in the room, do you have that time when you just don't click? Right. And, um, you know, have you ever asked, you know, what's wrong? Why, do, why aren't we clicking? Okay. Right. And, and sometimes um, I think that not having that sexual connection sometimes can help bring about that calmness in okay. marriage and make you click again. So I don't know. Peace-inducing so kind of brings about maybe a level set peace. back together. It brings about it brings peace about in peace. the relationship. Genius. Because it does add that kind of a connection that is propelling things to a better comfort level or... That's how I hear it. Okay. Anyway. And I think you're not, you're not far off from what he's writing about because okay. he has... So what's he saying? He's then? saying pity sex is often... The motivation is guilt and pity. Huh. And it's in the name. Guilt. Right. Okay, yeah. Um, the mood afterwards of the people, or for, for sure for the one that's involved of giving it in the sense of pursuing it, is usually bad. The mood doesn't, you know, it doesn't really make you feel real good. If you're having sex out of pity, it's usually not a real uplifting occurrence. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, anything that's guilt-inducing, it's not like that guilt's going to go away afterward. Right. right? Okay. And then, is there any kind of profit that comes from it? And so, no, there's really not. Right? There's, it's, there's not a huge, well, there's a huge payoff for, for doing this. I feel sorry for you, so I'll have sex with you, and I'm going to get all kinds of payoff for this, relationally speaking. Is not there, there's not a payoff on either end? On not really. The... Because the, look at the sophistication of this. This is one of the things we believe about here at, the, at Sexy Marriage Radio. That this, thus far, we've talked about this idea of pity sex being the person that's, that's granting it. I feel pity for you, so I'll have sex with you. What does it say about the person that accepts it? <laughs> They're willing to accept lame sex because it's <laughs> right. pity sex, right? right? Right. That's the, that's the phrase um, in some regards because you talk about the, the sophistication of the meanings and the, thing, the language that happens in our marriage. One of the phrases I've heard years ago was lousy sex may be, may be born in ignorance, but it's perfected in marriage. Oh. <laughs> because you get into this idea of they're not into it, but you accept it. And so you're really not tasting what it could be because it could be bordering on what he's terming pity sex. It's this whole, yeah, I'll just, I feel sorry for you. I feel, you know, it's, it's, I'm trying to control it from a one down position. Sure. Well, it's just, sound, there's, there's no connection there. It sounds like all it is is the act, yeah. right? It's, it's intercourse. There's no depth. That's it. Right. It's just the function. 
Yeah. Okay. So if you're talking about, and I'm going to flip the order a little bit, you're talking about peace-inducing sex. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. So peace-inducing is the motivation of it a lot of times is it's to check sex off of one's to-do list. You may, you alluded to it in the sense, probably with the charity a little bit, hmm. but it's this idea of, and I hear this a lot, and I'm guessing some of the people in the audience has maybe tasted this in some times, where I'm just wanting him or her to be in a better mood. And so I'll get them off my back, I'll let them have sex, because it'll calm things down. It produces peace. And it's really not the motivation of, I'm doing this for me, it's really a motivation of, I just want the peace that's on the other side of it. Well, that's like doing the dishes. I'm checking off my list. Okay. You just gave me a whole new connotation for doing the dishes. <laughs> okay. Well, but if, if you equate it to a checking off a list, you know, it, it's just another chore. Right. Well, it's, it's possible, but there's also the component of, of the human motivation with this is it does turn into, hey, I did check something off the list. And tell me of all the, those of you that are here in the Sexy Marriage Radio audience, don't are there several of you out there that are list-oriented people and you get a tremendous satisfaction from being able to cross that thing off? Mm-hmm. And maybe sex is on that list. Let's not hide that fact. Maybe it could be, it wasn't as great for me and my motivation wasn't as pure, but I got it off. I did my duty. Mm-hmm. I was a good husband. I was a good wife. Yay, me. Well, I think it's going to be a rare case where a human being in a marriage doesn't have that at some point, right? Don't we all have that at some point? I don't know. Nobody's, I'm, I'm getting stalemate right here. <laughs> well, we'll own it. We have that. I've had it as a checklist before. <laughs> so, where there's times where it's like, okay, this is just the, the function of it. And this is where, um, I'm surprised I haven't said this at the getaway thus far, but uh, hey, the people that aren't at the getaway get to hear this too because they're listening to the show. But it's this element of some of this falls into the category of being honest about what I may be looking for. That's where I've used the move with you several times of, hey, Pam, can I interest you in some moderate to mediocre level sex tonight? It's just kind of a... This that is has just come a, up. That's, that's for real. That's for real because neither of us really have the energy for this whole big five-act play to unfold. It's really just a, let's just connect. And so it's not going to be a whole lot of pomp and circumstance surrounding it. It's really just peace-inducing. That's kind of probably where it is. Well, okay, so I see some conflict there. So clarify for me, because okay. in, in that scenario, we say we just, we just, we'd like to connect somehow. But these scenarios don't sound like to me like there's a connection. It's just one person okay. trying to pacify the other. Well, okay, so is it fair to say in the way you're hearing this, then that you're talking about that that is the line that if you can figure out how to cross over into outside of this to where it truly is the connection that gets us into this it's more than just the act yeah th- that sounds to me like it's both sides doing that's, it it's not one-sided if, that's closer if there's an to, attempt for connection yep, but that's close that then gets you closer to the thing that we were kind of keeping out of the equation of both people are into it right this is more of a one-down manipulative role in relationships that can play out. Mm-hmm. And manipulative might be a little hard to swallow, but I think we all have to come to grips with the fact that if you're in the human race, you are a manipulative being. We all have an agenda. 
We all have things we want, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so how do I come to grips with that and realize that's part of this process? And so when you're talking about peace-inducing, you're really talking about trying to smooth things over to maybe propel it forward, but it really does smooth things over, okay? So then the last one was the charity sex, right? Okay. And that's this old idea of it's kind of a, what he talks about the motivation is, it's more of a check-in with each other. That's the way he's talking about it. It's a connecting. It's a fake it and maybe you'll make it is the other way he kind of phrased it. Okay. That it's like, because I think of this this way. How many times has this happened when you're talking about the dynamic that goes on between couples where one, of the one in the marriage is the higher desire, they've started the initiation, the lower desire in that instance isn't necessarily into it at the outset of it, but maybe gets into it in the middle of it. Charity sex has a chance to turning into really enhancing sex because it is one of those, you're like, okay, I can see the benefit of this. This is one of the things you did early on in our growth relationship or, or the dynamic of changing the vernacular as the lower desire by when I would make an entry or uh, an initiation into the subject and you would immediately respond. You used to, you would immediately respond, no, just totally shoot it down or dismiss it. And instead you shifted it to where, no, I'm not right now, but I could be. Yeah. Right? That's that whole, yeah. okay, it's not on my forefront right now because I'm knee-deep in Excel spreadsheets and taxes. Not and, really. Yes, you are really into <laughs> Excel spreadsheets. But it's, seeing it, but it's seeing it as, okay, it's not on your radar, but it could be. That's kind of a, I'm coming into this with a little bit more of a giving. That's the charity concept. Okay, so from this article, there's a couple points that he puts in there that I think... I want to point out more that I think okay. are are strong words that he's got in Please there. Please do. Right, when we're Please do. In, in clarifying them. His comment in there is that charity sex, it, within that, you love your partner, but you don't feel like having sex with them. Okay. But So I took it a different way than he was writing about. I think so. Okay. <laughs> in my opinion. Thank you I, for I think clarifying. So. That's fine. Charity sex aims to promote the relationship. But in pity sex, you just feel sorry for him. Right. I'm not attracted to my spouse. Right. I just feel guilty because I haven't done anything with him. Okay. And so I'm, I'm going to so go it, ahead and have it's sex. It's pity. With him. It's flat out pity. Right. Right. That is not arousing to no, think about. No. Right. So it's so I think that that is an interesting piece because it is a reality that yeah I can love my spouse but I just really I don't feel like having sex with them. Right. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. It's right. a disappointment to the one spouse, certainly. Yeah. But I still am doing something because I want to promote the health of my relationship. Okay. So one is a little more admirable than some of the others. Because pity sex is, is pity sex really going to propel a relationship in any way that's healthy and beneficial? <sighs> Because I, mean, I, I guess don't, I don't I don't see how it does because it seems to me it seems to drive the one spouse away if I'm having yeah if I'm feeling guilty and trying to drive myself into it I don't see how that creates any in, right. ultimately results in anything good yeah there's not a whole lot of positive for either side coming in that 
Other than if the spouse that's receiving it doesn't care and they all they all they want is the sex. They go sensate blind. Right. So in some regards to just get the function done. Yeah, the good for the relationship. Right. I don't know that that does anything. No, I I think you're right because this is also still kind of keeping it in the context of this is one side propelling the other, not mutual edification. Right. This is this is just kind of the one side handling it in ways that maybe aren't as admirable, aren't as good, but it is a function because I believe in normal married sex, there is a component of the importance of just functional level sex. All right. So if we were to kind of put this together, I guess you could say, Pam, with with what he's talking about, that in some regards, the way I think of it in our conversation is this idea that Peace, pity sex, we can easily say, I, well, the way I see it, okay. pity, pity sex can easily be said as it doesn't really propel anything forward. It's really not as beneficial as maybe it could be as the other ones. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. So if you, if you took peace inducing and charity and maybe blended those together, is that something that as you read this propels it forward even more and could be a beneficial part of a relationship? I think the charity sex propels it forward. Okay, but the peace-inducing Peace-inducing, and, and I'm going based on what he says in his article, Fire right? Fire away, So babe. maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong, yep. but it sounds reasonable to me. The peace-inducing is really kind of a combo of pity and charity. Okay. Right? It is meant to not deteriorate the relationship. It's like a life support, just keeps it alive. Keeps, keeps it, it alive, keeps it alive. He's equating it to the employer-employee relationship, like where you have a, a business and you got the union. And they create this contract to keep things rolling. Okay. I'm not going to go on strike. I'm not going to stop having sex with you. But maybe I'm just not really interested in it. But we're going to keep things rolling here. Okay. And so it makes the relationship not deteriorate. Yeah. But it's still potentially just this one-sided act. It doesn't make you feel all warm and fuzzy. It's not warm and fuzzy, but... I'm going to be there because I've said it. I've, I've entered into this relationship with you. We're married. I agree that sex needs to happen because that's part of what this relationship is. Okay. But it's probably going to be one-sided and maybe you're not getting this connection that takes okay. you to the next level. All right. So as we end this conversation then, to me what matters is how do you steer when you start to recognize the one-sidedness of things? Because I think... I'll go ahead and venture as um, the host of the show that's been doing this for seven and a half years. I'm going to go ahead and state very clearly, one-sided sex plays a role in marriage. It's, it exists. It is there. Yeah. Because we can't always have times where we are all both totally into it for each other's gain and ourselves. Yeah. Where it truly is the follow connection, magical unfolding of something that just is f- free-flowing. Yeah. So there are times where the higher desire, their desire level is just so disparate, different than their lower desire partner. And there's a level of, we're going to do some one-sidedness. So to me, the key then is how do I shift it to where I see, because the problems that come to my mind that I, that the people I see in my office and the people that come to the getaways at times have tasted or people that listen to the show have tasted for sure 
if one-sided sex is the only kind of sex going, we got problems. Uh, yeah. As far as what yeah. the depth of the relationship could be. Maybe you don't have problems because yeah. both sides are okay signing on for that. Of like, I'm okay once a month. Here we go. Move on. Check. Go do the dishes. Right. If you're okay with that status, um, most hopefully want to take something from, if you're looking at your your marriage and your sex relationship and your connection on scale of one to 10, if you're sitting at a two, do you want to get it to a three or a four or a five? Right. If I'm sitting at a seven, do I want to get to an eight, nine or 10? Or am I just perfectly happy sitting there at a three? Right. It's what motivation do you have? Do you want to get out of okay. your comfort zone? So where the, do you want life to go? So the trouble is, as I think of this, it makes both parties have a tremendous burden to change it. And it really changes largely from just one person changing it. It's either the person that gives up the one-sided sex coming to grips with saying, I don't want to do this anymore and I'm going to be honest about it. The one giving it or receiving it. I guess it goes either way, right? I want yes, to stop it does. receiving it does. mediocre. Right. I'm, yeah. I don't want to settle for crumbs of sex life. I want what could be. And so I'm willing to wait until it's closer to that or at least trending in that direction, which means I may have to make a big move. Yeah. As in a different bedroom. Mm. Right? It's because sometimes that happens as the couch. Sure. Or it's just as in, because it, it can't be the devil's pact of, well, I will just stop initiating and I'll see if you will step in with your, the void will be filled by your desire that I'm obviously squashing because of mine that's overrunning it all. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? So instead it's, you know what? I don't like what we've been having and that can be from either side. I would like to do it different, which means I have to examine self and realize what's the role I play in this and then see what propels forward from that. Sure. So at least when there is the times where it's one-sided, you get closer to the more positive altruistic sides of it where it's like, you know what? I'm not into this, but I'm in it for you. I'm okay with that because I think there's a component of honesty about that that can make it a lot more elegant and right. a lot more tasteful. Right. Well, and it's it's a lot more calming if if I understand that there are times in in my marriage relationship that sex might be that way. Yeah. And that that's normal and I'm not it it, it doesn't mean the end of the world. Right. If that's where we are today. Right. Because it, sometimes it's just the function of, you know, I'm not into this, but I but I will be or mm -hmm. I could be. And that changes the dynamic of what can go on between mm -hmm. you. Because at least then, because I think, tell me if I'm wrong, so by, by nod of heads, for those of you that are listening along, nod along, we'll know. Yeah, right. Because we that know are here, nod, of, nod of heads is good radio. Yes, that's good. That's great radio. <laughs> but when you think about it, be this whole thing of shifting to something even deeper, the foundational component that's necessary is honesty, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's honesty with self. And then honesty with spouse. Yeah. And it's in that order. Because I think True. one of the things yeah. we have to recognize, and this goes back to one of the things, one of the shows we just did on the different levels of boundaries and the extended content, that we lie to ourselves a lot of ways. Mm. And when I can start to recognize the ways that aren't helping me and be honest, 
I have a better chance of being much cleaner in what I'm facing. Mm. Why don't we kind of meandered through that one at times? It seems true. And life does that sometimes. <laughs> it's, Good point. It really does, doesn't it? Because there's sometimes when you're trying to come up with, okay, some of the nuances and the different things that play out in married life, it's it's one of those things, it's hard to describe, but you can tell it when you see it, yeah. right? And so I have to assume people that have been sitting here listening or people that are listening uh, in their cars or on their headphones uh, whenever this is airing could be saying, I know that. I've seen that. Yeah. I want to do something different. So hopefully this helps at least gives a different framework. Yeah. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. So whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking some time out of your day. And those of you that hung around with us after a long day, thanks for sticking with us. We'll see you next time. <laughs>